Unplanned Trek. Yes, guys, welcome back. Another episode of Unplanned Trek. Oh, wait, uh, hello, hello. G'day. Surely the first thing you're going to tell them is a big, big, big change to the show. That's right, we've got an original series episode That's which we I'm haven't talking. had in 28 weeks. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, well, okay. If you haven't been following us on Twitter this week, this is a significant episode for this week because this is the first one where long-term special guest Andrew Hogan is now a full-time member of Unplanned Shrek. Now, you do realise this is, of course, the your exit plan, basically. <laughs> it's my... You'll be lucky to be back next week. Oh, dear, I didn't think of that. With, no. with our pr- protracted contractual mm. issues. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe you and Joel Reinberger could form some sort of, you know, <laughs> s- sort of support group. Oh, we've ha- got one. Yeah. Have to do a, po- yeah. a podcast with Hogan. Because <laughs> I don't think he's actually recovered ever, really. <laughs> but it's an exciting time. We've got some new segments planned. And um, it's just going to be a, a wild ride from here on in. It certainly is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the new segments absolutely excite me. Yep. And also, you realise that um, every time we do an episode simply means we are one episode closer to Spock's brain. We are. And this is even closer because it's in the right series. series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that if that wheel, when, not if, mm. when that wheel spins up Spock's brain, yep. I am going to go to town. <laughs> It is going to be, it's not going to be pretty, but it's going to be a wild ride. Right. I wonder if Chrysalis will still be our worst show by that time. Oh, no, see, see, I'm, I, I'm a fan. You're a Trust fan. Trust me, Spock's brain is, <laughs> Spock's brain is at the point at which the original series writers, you, some say it's when they stopped caring. Right. It's like, oh, it's beyond oh, no, that. This, yeah, yeah. It's way beyond they stopped caring. It's, I don't think anyone actually wrote that episode. Right. It's just improv. I think, I think Gene Roddenberry just turned up and went, look, I, was, I had a massive bender last <laughs> night. I haven't written anything. What do you guys want to do? Do whatever you want. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I'm going back to my office to take a panel. And Nimoy's come out and like, I've had this idea since we filmed The Cage. Yeah. Let's just run with it, guys. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I, I think Nimoy has cracked the sads. <laughs> And gone, okay, this is so unprofessional, mm. I'm not going to talk in this whole yep. episode. Yep. Work around that, fellas. Yeah. And you know what? I won't even... <laughs> and Bill Shatner's just gone, you're not going to talk in this episode. Well, I'm going to talk <laughs> a lot in this episode, Spock. <laughs> That's fantastic. I can't wait for us to do that episode, but we're not doing it this week. No, we're not, but we are doing an original series, you said. Yeah, and it's an episode called The Empath. We're just about to go and watch it. Do you know anything about this episode? No, I, 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 I was pretty certain that was the name of an episode from Next Gen. Or yeah. am I just misremembering because, because allegedly Troy was an empath? A part empath. They always say part. She felt deep. I feel deep this, sadness. This couldn't be an introduction to Betazoids, could it? I don't know if I they were in original no, They series. were not, yeah. no. I'm no. not as confident with the original series material as I am with it from next gen onwards. It's not one that I've binged heavy. Right. I've watched them all, but mm. not more than once or twice. So uh, for me, this is a bit of a, yeah, I don't know what we're going to get today, but hopefully they can read whereas I've, the Kirk's mind. Whereas I've got the entire original series on VHS tape. Right. As well as on DVD. And Betamax. I have not got them on Betamax, no. No. Oh, well, Christmas is coming. I have a beta yeah. video recorder in my shed, though. Yeah? It doesn't work. I can't recall buying it, but it's, there's a lot of things it's in my there. shed I don't recall buying. Mm. My rule at my house is if it's in the shed, it's in the bin. Like, I don't usually get it back out of the shed once it's You've there. seen the size of my shed, though. 
Oh, well, she's the size of your house, so yeah. So that's the problem. Yeah, is that there's no motivation to go and clean the shed out because mm. it's not full yet. So there's no motivation to get the Betamax that isn't working. I can understand that exactly. Yeah. But the Betamax is really. I mean, it's a bit like I suppose the Enterprise would have had one in, in original series. A Betamax. Oh, I'm sure. oh, I was thinking about a shed. Oh, Kirk had a shed. I would imagine so. He had horses in the shed. Mm. I guess the Nexus was a bit of a shed. It was a bit of a shed, yes. Yeah. It wasn't that quite weird, the whole, all of a sudden, the whole horses thing appeared that apparently Kirk is a bit of a, a rider. Of a rider. I think it, that was being canon for a while that he liked to ride. Um, <laughs> I think that had been, that's probably a given, yeah. Do you remember the episode of um, Next Gen where Picard ends up back on the ship on his own when they're doing this sweep of the ship to get rid of barium particles and he's and he discovers that they're going to hijack the ship or something ridiculous and and his excuse to go back to the ship when everyone's supposed to be off is to get his saddle. Like, seriously, I mean, did they have a writer on that day who'd never watched Star Trek ever? Right, so the captain has to have an excuse to get back on the ship. Um, he's going to go and get his yeah, saddle. Saddle. And did he use his own saddle in the holodeck too? No, I, who would know? But it's like, it's like it, did not every other writer look at him and go, uh, he, why would he have a saddle? Like, yeah. Yeah, and, and then that guy just stood his ground and said, he's got a different saddle. Yeah. He's got a saddle. I'm drawing. A, I am. I am dying on this hill that Picard has a saddle. And Pike rides as well, man. Like yeah, but that's Pike too actually rides. But yeah. Pike rides. Yeah. If Pike has a saddle, that makes sense because he has a horse. Hmm. What does Picard have? Not a horse. He doesn't have a horse. Nothing. He has he's got a like vineyard, a, and he's got a fish tank. Maybe. Maybe. I see good point. Yeah. He has got. A, is there a fish in that tank? Have you ever actually seen a fish in that tank? Well, that could come up in a future point segment in one of our new one of our things. new segments. That's right. But so today we're on the empath. Well, let's go and watch it and see what we think. To watch the show. Whew. Well, <laughs> the original series season three is mm. a very odd cat, isn't it? That was hard to get through. It was a honest. slog. It was a slog. And dear listener, if you've watched that episode in advance of listening to today's episode, well done. Oh, look, thanks, thanks for sticking with it. I yeah. really do. Um, you know, the f- the first thought I had was that um, people bag out Doctor Who for having just shitty sets and no budget. Yes. That episode had literally no set. No set at all. <laughs> like, um, they've already built the Enterprise Bridge, so that doesn't count. Hmm. They used an empty soundstage with no lights on. It looked like... it. Even a soundstage might be too nice. Like, it, it looked like a production that a... I don't know, a 16-year-old would do at school. Yeah, in, yeah. in a backspace-style yeah, theatre yeah, type right. of thing. Yeah, maximum occupancy of 20 people mm. before social distancing. Correct. And yeah. pos- possibly they were doing, um, oh, look, a very a, a heavily abridged Macbeth. I think you're being kind. Oh, no, they weren't. I'm talking about the... the, the <laughs> oh, the people at... The euphemistic yeah, yeah, school children yeah, we're talking about. Sorry, yes. I, thought, I thought you were equating this episode to Shakespeare. Well, I think Shatner thought it was. He did put a... There's no... Qu- he that put effort was, in. He did go full Shat. Yeah. There is a lot for us to dissect in our unique lens. There certainly is. <laughs>
If you didn't like chrysalis, then you were not alone. But is this one better than the voyage home? Hey, Carl Start, it's not better than the voyage home. No, it's not better than the voyage home at mm. all. No. I mean, it's up there. No, it's not. No, it's <laughs> not. I, I can't even... I, I can't actually even joke about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's better than Chrysalis. Is it? Yeah. Sell it to me. Because I could watch Chrysalis without wanting to get a pen and stab my eyeball. Okay. Uh, very easy. <laughs> very, very easy. No one's seen Dorama so far so good. Yeah, they that, didn't. That's good. Yes. And uh, Shatner. That's it. Just Shatner. Yeah. Look... I think we're being nice to the empath. Oh, look, we are. We are. But I I mean, I guess we're holding it up to the standards of the day it's released to. This wouldn't have been terrible in 1968. No. Chrysalis would have been terrible when it was made. Do you know what it had? Yes, correct. That had the sensibility of one of those. I forget the company that made the series like The Time Tunnel and Land of the Giants. Those shows. Yeah. Yeah. It does have a, like, even... I don't know why, but I'm thinking of Thundercats. Like, it's... Oh, just, you know... Low-budget, direct-to-television. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, seriously, they, there was no money spent on that. No, no. Nothing. Okay, well, I'm, I'm happy to concede it's better than Chrysalis. With the second part of this, would you... If this was your introduction to Trek, would you keep going? Oh, God, no. No, me neither. No, not <laughs> in, in fact, if we spin another episode in Season 3 next week of original series, I might not be in. <laughs> I think this show might be over. That's right. Well, I was going to kick you out anyway, yeah, so but, yeah, it's probably I, a good I, thing. I, I yeah. read the contract during the episode because yeah, I wasn't going to watch so the bored. episode. No, right, yeah, yeah, and but, I, I can see this is my last episode. I mean, and look, you, you hear all these stories about how the cast was so disheartened by the terrible scripts in season three and they just wanted the show to be canned. But, like, literally, it's true. You can yeah. tell. They, they were just... It, even even the little chatty chat at the end where they where oh. they sort of round everything up and and had was pointless yeah Served no purpose whatsoever yeah that actually comes into my votes a little later on actually and what happened to the coneheads did they just let them go didn't you see they kind of went up in the sky yeah. and drifted way out very quickly yeah like, uh, like Q does in the very first episode uh, except <laughs> this was done with a very bad in camera um, in camera effect yeah not, uh, not a great rocking chair and I should point out that we were actually watching the remastered mm, version yeah. so the spaceship scenes look beautiful ain't the, the Enterprise looks fantastic. That's true. Um, and the yeah. sets are, I mean, the, well, the the set we saw, the bridge, yes. really nice. Yeah, it was really, clean. Really crisped yeah. up and everything, but oh my goodness me, because I think it was pretty hilarious. One of your kids tried to quiz us on right. what this show's about, and neither of us could explain it. Yeah, so Zoe said, what's this show about? And like, we, we um, went, yeah, we're trying to work it we're, out ourselves. We're not really there. Yeah. I'm not sure, really. Yeah, yeah. Strange lady can't talk. Yeah. Cone heads with Thanos chins. <laughs> um, and something happened. Yeah, I, I described it as aliens trying to do experiments on humans. Mm. It's probably an okay explanation of it, but it uh, yeah, I'm not better for watching this episode. Oh no, yeah. no, I don't think we're better. Oh no, I, actually, to be honest, I think it was character building. 
Oh, okay. I think we're like, better. I think we're better people like for it. Like resilience. Yeah. When, like when you hear, you know, you will need resilience in this job, and you know that means it's just going to treat you badly. Look, all you, all you millennials out there, if you want to harden up a little bit, season three, the original series Star Trek, instead of your smashed just avocado on. Correct. Mainline yeah. that shit directly into your veins, mm-hmm. and you will you will be a better person afterwards. Excellent. You, you'll also need years and years of therapy, but that's fine. <laughs> Medal. Interesting episode this week. Well, the Riker Medal is problematic when watching the original series because we have the proto Riker. Well, even more Riker than Riker. Yeah, yeah. he's Riker squared. Yeah, we're not talking about bones. We are not in any way talking about <laughs> bones. We are talking maybe about a boner. <laughs> we're talking about James Tiberius Kirk. We got to see both nipples. And wasn't that fantastically obvious that he wanted his shirt off in that scene? Because Bones didn't do didn't. it when he was on the same contraption. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, like, it was scene for scene. Bones is like, you can tear my shirt, yeah. but I'm leaving it on. So, D, yeah. DeForest Kelly's like, I'm not taking my shirt off. Yeah. Shatner's already got his off. Yeah, He's yeah. Not, And, like, you can imagine the director going, uh, Bill, Bill, you don't, don't need your shirt you. off in this scene. Yeah. Yes, um, I do. Bill, you're not actually in this scene. Why are you on the scene yeah. with, with only your pants on? <laughs> because this is what I... Go around in sometimes. Yeah. So Jem and Kirk held hands in a more than just a I'm comforting you kind of way. Oh, very much more than an I'm comforting you kind of way. And Especially after the fact that the, the Bones is just in an in, incredible piece of cultural appropriation, just decide to call her Jem. Yeah. Mm. And <laughs> yeah, which caught on. And I'll go which into that a bit later the, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, Spock and um, Bones gave Kirk and Jem so much room to be alone in that walk between... They did. ...non-set to non-set. Yes. Um, that, yeah, it was obvious that it was like, oh, yeah, Kirk's at it again. Let's give him some let's space. Just, let's just back off slowly. Yeah, just. and let, just let them be. So I have, yeah, Kirk and Jem down for points. Was, there was any, did I miss anyone else? Oh, actually, any time Bones and Spock aren't actually fighting and arguing, you could say that's a that's an achievement. Yeah, I don't know if that happened in this episode though. Oh, were... I remember you have great bedside manner, Spock. Oh, I didn't know if that was sincere. Oh, you reckon it was sarcasm? Yeah, yeah, sarcasm yeah, there. Oh, yeah, nice. Of course yeah. he was. Bones is more sarcastic. Bones is more sarcastic than Chandler from Friends. <laughs> Not him again. Not again. <laughs> again with the friends comments. Hogan, get off it. Just leave it alone. I've just got a thing. Yeah. Really Do you like a... friends? No, I hate it. I've yeah. got to build a bridge and just get over it. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I think it, look, it's, there was a, there was a lady in the episode. And Kirk. There was a Kirk in the episode, I think. Rocket er- points. Ergo, er- rocket points. Captain Jean-Luc Picard, medal. Oh, can I say good luck? Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> I can't believe I picked. I can't believe I picked the best for this episode and worst for the last one I was on. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was a, from memory. That was a difficult episode to find positive po- points yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this one. Yeah. Okay, no, no. But I've, I'm, I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain I've got the three worked out. Okay. Once again, a little bit unconventional. What a surprise, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Okay, so um, one vote, mm-hmm. check off. Okay, 
Chekhov isn't in this episode. Correct. He had the sensibility. Walter Cody had the sensibleness to not turn up that day. Great. Yeah, he's he's read the script and gone. I'm not even. Yeah. I'm not even. No, yeah. I'm I'm washing my hair that day. Yep. To look even more like the dude from the monkeys. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe the same dude. It could have been the same dude. Yeah. So I mean, David Jones isn't a real that's name. Not a real name. That's David Bowie's name. Walter Koenig. Isn't yeah, it? that's a pretty cool name. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so we've established that Walter Koenig was actually in the Monkeys and David Bowie, and David Bowie yeah. was in the Monkeys because they, well, they escalated. The they escalated quickly. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm perfectly fine with that. And if there is a universe where that happened, where that actually happens, I want to. I want to live in it. So Ziggy Stardust is now Star Trek canon. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> and actually, that would have made this episode fantastic, wouldn't it? It would have. It would have. But we would have got Bowie with Labyrinth Bulge. Oh yeah, of course. Back then, I, I was thinking more like Bowie with his his um his Twin Peaks cameo as the age as 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 one of the FBI agents, where he just wow. walks in and walks off, and it's almost as if he just walked up to David Lynch and said, "I want to be in your, your Twin Peaks thing." Yeah. And David Lynch is like, sure. "Okay, you can be in my show, David. Yes, you can, because I make really interesting movies and things." So I just had to throw my David Lynch in. I just love David Lynching. It's great. Um, okay, it's in the so contract. It is in the contract. So yeah. one vote, one vote, um, check off. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, two votes. Then this is best. Yeah. And, yeah. and and it's a, it was a very very tough one here. But um, two votes. The second cone head who didn't talk much. Okay. He always stood behind. There was there was an alpha and a there was sub. Clearly, clearly, <laughs> there was a hierarchy going on yeah. there. And now the reason best because he knew, he knew that this you know he's he knew clearly this is not going to get him any extra roles anywhere else. He's unrecognisable. Right. Yeah, his nutsack chin going on. Yep. He's got his cone head going on. Mm-hmm. But it's a good paycheck. It yeah. might have been. Oh, I don't know. Did Lucille Ball pay well or not? Yeah, we don't really know. No. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Something we should find out. But look, it's better than a better than a cornflake commercial. True. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a working. He's a he's a working actor. He's a man about you know the place. Again, in the Screen Actors Guild. I don't know what you're going to put down for his name. Uh, I do have written down their race. I might just call him the sub. Vian number two. Yeah. Vian yep. Junior. Hash two. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. But I just thought that uh, I don't... I could just call him Harry Kim. Well, okay, you're right. Yeah, serves no purpose. Because <laughs> I just think that the, the, the thing is, you know when you get a script and, and you're looking at it and you, you look at it and you're saying, what's the motivation of this character? What am I... Why am I here? What am I doing? He would have had nothing. Hmm. Literally... Because I don't know why they were there, and I you don't know, know what they he, were doing. He's actually Deanna Troy. He's the backup support. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, um, you know. The emotional support penguin. Well, when you've got, yeah, I've got a little bit of doubt if I should do this. I'll look over my right-hand shoulder and see this person that will go, yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I just think as an, from a, and purely from an acting point of view, like, he would have been going, oh, what, what's the, what am I doing? Why? What am I here for? I think a lot of the actors in this episode would have had that. But I, I get your mm. your argument why he gets two positive points. Two. I'm happy for that. Three yeah. votes. Yeah. Three votes. Scotty. Scotty. And you know why? Because I love any time Scotty gets in the big chair. 
He so Scotty is he your O'Brien of original series? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, because they're not dissimilar. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just yeah. well, they they both beam people. Yeah, they both have the, the accent. They both have the accent. They both beam people. O'Brien never gets to sit in the game in the no, Iron Throne. No, he doesn't. But uh, you you know what? If I had the positive points, I would have given it to Scotty this week too. Because I, I always even as a, even as a young fellow when I was watching Star Trek, I never understood why if Kirk and Spock are off the ship that the chief engineer is next in command. Because, yeah. you see, the chief engineer is a bit like the doctor. He's got a very important job that no-one else can do. It's specific, isn't like, it? Like, yeah. why can't Sulu sit in the big chair? Yeah, he does eventually. He does quite a lot. I mean, yeah. but, but not in the original series. In the Kelvin timeline, he gets Yes, that's true, yeah. and he was badass. Yeah. John Cho being badass. Yeah. I mean, the guy that... The guy, I still can't believe that, like, the, the Kelvin timeline Sulu is the guy that invented the term MILF. Is that true? Referring to Stifler's mum. Yeah. In American oh, Pie. Oh, I haven't made that connection at all. That's John Cho. So, d- does that mean we can put American Pie in our list? Yes, totally. Yeah, we yeah. got it. Oh, I love the first American Pie. In fact, I love all the American Pie films, which is actually, even the bad ones I like. Isn't there more American Pie movies than Star Trek movies? Yeah, there's probably, there's more movies than there is of, like, Police Academy, I mm. think. It's, it's mm. like the Fast and the Furious yeah. Too pie, too furious or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But three to Scotty. I'm, three I'm, to Scotty. I'm happy with that. Anytime Scotty gets to sit in the big chair, three votes. <laughs> the Keiko O'Brien Medal. Maybe it's unfair to name the medal after Keiko O'Brien. After watching this episode, <laughs> you mean it could be the everybody in this episode? Maybe? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, there were so many contenders mm. for, for points this week, but in the end, there were a couple of character choices that just made it a little bit obvious for me. Oh, totally. Can I can I have an, an honorary mention though? Mm-hmm. One of my favourite people who ever worked in Hollywood, William Ware Tice. Right. The costume designer of Star Trek. Yes. Who was also the costume yes. designer in, in the early seasons of Star Trek Next Generation. Now, of course, he is the, this is the William Ware title of the Tice titillation theory. Right. Where the sexiness of a woman's costume on the show is inversely proportional to the likelihood it looks like it's about to fall off her. Right. That's his theory. He was working on... Because a lot of the... So a lot of gravity. Gravity-defying clothes. And yeah. a lot of the costumes that the guest star actresses wore, you, you would, you'd sit there going, that's, that's, I'm about to, that's about to fall off. We're going to see boobies here. Mm. And, of course, it, that, would, that was never going to happen, right? Mm. Except that Jem, the aforementioned Jem, mm. she was rather completely clothed, wasn't she? Yes. Very conventional, yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, for the 60s, mm. I don't think Bill turned up that day. I don't think he was Ticey probably with Chekhov and Uhura at, yeah. the, at the pub. Good point. Because yeah. I don't think Ticey turned up and he didn't bring his A game that yeah. day. She was very pedestrian in her costume. Yeah. In her outfit. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully the next original series episode we watch, we get a bit bit, bit better action from, from yeah. the boy. Well, mathematically speaking, it shouldn't be half a year till we get another one like it was this time. It's, it's, been, it's been a long time between the original series drinks for us. And we still the, yet to get the animated series. Just spin the wheel again. No, can't do that. It's not uh. just like at the pub. Just spin the wheel. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a liner. It's a yeah. liner. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. Chuck Raffle style. Yeah, fair enough. Meet Trey. All right. The first vote goes to the Vians. Oh. The, the aliens. The Conehead totally. aliens. Yeah. Idiots. So 
my main reason for this is that they called the mute character Jem. Yeah, how did they know that? This is a name that Bones had ascribed to her because he just didn't want to call her Hey You. And they've gone, right, it's Jem. And, but they were or, and, and they said it like as if they'd or, always been calling her. Yeah, yeah. I know. So I would prefer them to call her anything else than Jem. And I think it's... I actually think it's ludicrous that they fell in line with Bones on that. I suspect that somewhere here we've got a script editor who was also at the pub Right. With Chekhov, Ahura, yeah. and William Wetice. <laughs> that's right. Because that should have been picked and up. Probably Roddenberry too. Rod- yeah, yeah. Like that—that that is exactly the thing that gets picked up by someone yeah. who's doing a second run of the script. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, hang on a minute, these guys yeah. would probably know her actual name. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty lame. So, so that that frustrated me. Mm. Two votes to Bones. Right. Now he like. He is so negative. Oh, yeah. Right. He's a and, heavy downer. And he's racist. Yeah. Right. He hates Vulcans, hates Spock in particular. Mm. Um, but he's not even the best doctor in this episode. No. Jim is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit like... It's a bit like... Remember the, you, the story of when, um, the, in an interview, they asked Paul McCartney, is Ringo Starr the best yes. drummer in the world? And he said, he's, he's, not, he's not even the best drummer in this band. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're, that's exactly right. Yeah, but um, I also really hated the arrogance he had at the end of the episode of, like, see, Spock, emotions mm. are important in solving issues, when in reality, emotion isn't what fixed this. Well, actually, but also, worse than that, emotions didn't solve the things in that episode because the force field only worked if you showed your emotions. Yeah. So, and like, we're going no bones, that no, having no emotion was much more useful. Yeah, exactly. So not only are you gloating, you're gloating about something that's incorrect. Mm. So I found that incredibly frustrating. So, again, the internal logic of the episode yeah. was completely thrown out the window because script editor just, just is down the pub. It has to be Kirk. Whoa, really? Yep. Okay. Did you count how many times he collapsed in this episode? Oh, and very, very dramatically, often in slow motion. Especially in slow motion. <laughs> That's kind of like the clincher of, was it Bones or Kirk? I, I counted. Okay. It was six. Six collapses. Six collapses. Six dramatic collapses. That's right. I've got an idea that maybe when they started filming that episode, there was a set, but Shatner chewed it so much <laughs> that it was just, they just he got sh- rid of it. He shattered it. He sh- literally shattered it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I found him... Like, just so cringy the whole episode. Um, even the relationship with Jem, like, I feel like this isn't Kirk, this is Shatner. Mm. Being attracted to someone that can't talk, oh, like, that's just like, well, this is heaven. Yeah. She can't chat back. Yeah. Um, yeah. No back chat from Jem. Yeah. yeah. Go in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. I, I watched <laughs> the episode of Futurama the other day, which has all the original series people in it except mm. for Scotty yep and one of the my favourite lines in it is Kirk says um, and I got such a good performance out of me when I directed Star Trek 5 is because I respected myself so much oh. um, <laughs> and it, yeah that just sums up this relationship with Jim for me it's like uh, like it, just, think, it, it makes zero think, sense 
having watched just currently <laughs> watching um, Strange New Worlds yeah. season one, yeah. that like I like to think that William Shatner is now sitting back at home after watching a certain reveal in a certain episode of Strange New Worlds. Uh, Star Trek Five. I was playing a long game there, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, I kept quiet about I was that. Playing one. a very, yeah. very long game. I was yeah. playing something for a show that didn't exist on a network that didn't even exist at the time. That's right. Yeah, yeah. well yeah. done. Now, with, with actors that may not have existed yet, <laughs> weren't born. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Quite a lot of them. Um, um, yeah. No. Yeah. Look, I, I can, I'm with you there. He. Um, it was just like he just loves to do something and take twice as long to do it. That's right. Oh, to. more than twice. That no. that fall that he did outside. Oh, it took that took the whole second <laughs> act. You know, so that's why he's getting the points this week. Three to go. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. We, did you hear that? It's a new musical sting. Mm, wasn't that bit special? It was. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a new show now. New host, new, new sting. Exactly. Out with the old, in with the new. I noticed you said host and not co-host. You know, you've gone straight to the Admiral here. Oh, yeah. so it, Again, check the, the contract, Isaac, before you sign it. It's the way it works. That's right. Yeah. So what we're doing now is we're awarding points to things that fight. Yes. We've named it after Worf. Mm. And I think all our medals at the moment are named after Next Gen. But that's just yeah. fair enough. It yeah. was it was it was sort of the it, it's it's the trek that holds us together. It does. Hmm. In fact it's a, probably a place to start, but that's that's another argument uh, too. Completely different. So yeah. so there was um I mean, th- there wasn't any fisticuffs. No. Kirk didn't get a chance to do any of his, his traditional two, two-fisted punch that he quite likes. That's right. And we didn't see Sulu fencing either. Which, is, which was incredibly disappointing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah. In fact, that might have that lethargicness come into the negativeness of my, my stance in the episode. It could, it could well have It could have been a better episode. It, well, yeah. it, it, that, well, that would, have, that would have really changed the whole dynamic of the episode. That's right. A rapier. <laughs> well, we wrote down two different fights mm. in this. We had a Vulcan nerve pinch. We did. We, but, or did we? It was attempted. Yes. But it didn't seem to affect the Vians. When um, and the alpha one that didn't get your points this week, the um, I, I think he faked it. Yeah, but okay. So here's a weird thing: he faked falling down unconscious when Spock put his hand on his shoulder, so mm. he knew or he was aware somehow of, he knew that what a Vulcan nerve pinch was yeah, meant to do. He was aware. He was aware of what the effect was should have been. Should, because if you don't know what a Vulcan nerve pinch is, you'll just think he's putting a hand on your shoulder saying, G'day mate, how you going? That's right, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can I have the directions yeah, to yeah, the... Yeah, excuse me buddy, yeah. Yeah, um, do you know where, where KFC is? Yeah, like, that's that right. That type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was a bit odd. That's right. Um, but it was a, technically, it was a fight. Yes, um, and I think this is going to be something we have to do with this medal is is the attempt at fight mm. enough, and I think with this one it is. Yeah. Now, we gave Spock an additional point too because he did some sort of Vulcan arm grab. Yeah. Which, again, made the Vian fall over. I didn't fall over, but he gave up his little weapony thing. Immediately. He just handed over the what looked like the Walkman that I had when I was in year 10. Yeah. School type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just handed it and then, then stood there while I just played around with it. Yeah, like you want to have a go? Yeah, oh, yeah sure. I've got Ice Ice Baby on this yeah, thing. If you could yeah. have just asked. <laughs> yeah, I found my Walkman that I had at university the other day. Did it have I a tape in it? Yes, it did. Yeah? What was in it? Ice House Greatest Hits. Wow. How good. <laughs> How good, yeah. I've 
I spun out my son because yeah. he, he couldn't believe that. I said, check this out, because he's been, he, he, of course, his introduction to Walkmans is Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord. Okay, yeah. And what blew him away was I said, mate, pull your headphones mm. out of your PlayStation controller and plug it into this yeah. thing. And he went, but, that, but that, that won't work. Yeah. Well, that was when you were, like, at, at school and stuff. I went, yeah, dude, the, the phono plug has not changed. Yeah, wow. So he plugged it in. And this was actually quite a long time ago. I, I remember showing him. He couldn't get his head around the fact that if you put the tape in the other way around, a different song plays. Yeah, yes, ex- exactly. Yeah, if you take yeah. the hard drive out and put yeah. it back in backwards, yeah. <laughs> a different song. Yeah. But I can't find any other tapes. All I've got is Ice House Rose hits. Fantastic. Well, I've, I've pressed stop. I just want to say, remarkable way of slipping in KFC and Ice House for our sponsorships here. Oh, excellent yeah, work, No one yes. would have known. No, no, that. I, I, I'm good at that. Yeah, I'm coming from the ABC. <laughs> Should have they used a saucer separation? It's another new section. So when we were in deep contractual um, talks this week, I suggested that I would be open to have a ice cream cake. And um, mm. in exchange for that, Andrew said, well, how about we do a section on if, if this episode had the capacity to use a saucer section, would have we used it? A saucer separation? Yes. Of the source I'll, of section. I'll, I'll edit that. We'll keep, yeah, just, no, no, just I don't, rewind that. Yeah, I don't make mistakes. No, no, of course not, no. <laughs> but you see, because in the original series, the Enterprise's source um, was meant to be able to separate. Right. It was actually in the brief that Roddenberry wrote, and it was and it was talked about as being one of the, the reasons the ship is designed the way it is. Yep. They simply couldn't work out any possible way of doing it that didn't look gobshite, basically, right. because of the budget they yep. had. And they'll be doing it with models and stuff. That's right. And one of the things that we say about Next Gen in particular is it's it's underutilised. Hundred percent underutilised. I reckon it's probably on one hand the number of episodes that did it, and it's definitely like it was quite memorable and impactful in the pilot. You know, encounter at Farpoint. It didn't happen. But did, hang on, did it, did it actually happen again after that? I think it does at least once. Right. I um, mean, it happened in generations, and that didn't end well for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, the whole ship got destroyed by some bog-ass old Klingon bird of prey driven by two idiots. Yeah, it sounds more like a Beavis and Butthead episode, doesn't it? Than... Well, that's sort of generations, really. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and the fact that, you know, who was in command of the, who was in command of the saucer section when it crashed? I can't remember. I think Deanna was at helm. She was driving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need Roe on that. Oh, totally. Yeah. She wouldn't have crashed it. Yeah, that's well, right. Well, she would have crashed it with spite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crashed on it purpose. On purpose yeah. to spite Riker, <laughs> who she secretly is in love with. Um, but anyway, the point yeah. being, that episode that, that, that yeah. we just watched, that episode clearly could have used a source of separation. All right, talk me through it. If we had it, how we would have? How would have we done it? Okay, well, we've got to accept, we've got to go with the ridiculous premise that the sun, these solar flares are going to do something so bad that the Enterprise has to leave. Yes, but yep, we've got the, the no, supernova being talked about. Kirk and, the old, Kirk and the others will be safe because the planet's atmosphere will protect them. Okay, that right. now let me point out, the Enterprise has literal shields for those sort oh. of things. So that was dumb. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a writer going. I need to get the enterprise away. How do I do it? I can't be bothered thinking. I'm really hungry. I'm going to go to craft services and get a sandwich. Yep, type thing. Okay. Yeah. But you could have at that point, all right, get everybody into the the secondary hull, 
separate the saucer, mm-hmm. send them off to safety. Ricer? Oh, almost certainly. Yeah. Land the saucer on the planet, mm-hmm. and that would have given Kirk and the guys another place to go hide out from the Coneheads. Mm-hmm. Could have sent a few red shirts down. Mm. and Real and, ones. Real ones. Yeah. And... Because we've already been told the planet's atmosphere will protect it. Mm. So it's going to be quite safe there. So it work. I thought, I think that would be quite plausible. Yeah. And I've probably just put more thought into that than the writers did of that episode. Yeah, good. <laughs> it needed more thought. The best line of the episode. Again, tricky assignment. Mm. Really tricky. Because that involves us having to actually listen to the episode. (laughs) That's the tricky part. (laughs) That's right. But also finding a line that was memorable enough that you think, I'll write that one down. And, you know, the line for me um, is is almost a... um, Well, the line that I think you're going to choose is almost a cliché of Star Trek. Which this episode kind of is anyway. Pretty much. Yeah, so there were two that I wrote down. The Vians said, we've failed. And the the other one said, not yet. And I love the implication there that right. we will. Oh, so I yeah. thought the implication there was that I have no idea what they were trying to do. So I've no idea whether they failed or not. Right. Yeah, I kind of thought that the it was more, yeah, we're going to. But that will be just a little later on. Oh, okay. We failed. Not yet. Yeah. 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 But wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. The trajectory's there. Yeah. I can certainly see that we will, but uh, not yet. Oh. But the, the line for me that surpassed that was mm. Bones. Yes. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. And don't you love the fact that it's basically <laughs> the equivalent of get smarts, would you believe? Yes. Or Burt Ward's, Robin's, holy whatever. Yeah. yeah that, that, that the whole... Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a insert <laughs> random yeah. thing here. And there's never been a time where anyone's gone, Bones, are you, are you a coal miner? Yeah. yeah. No, no one said that. Yeah. Um, Season three could have just been Bones saying variations on that phrase over mm, and over again. That's right. Uh, um, yeah, so for me, line of the episode. Still good. One thing I've managed to keep in the contract is that we continue to spin the wheel okay, and pick I'll another al- episode. I'll allow it. Yeah. So um, I got my 859 square dartboard out and threw yeah. a dart. You did? I missed the lot. And then I gave you the dart. Mm. And oh, you don't even want to know about me and darts. Yeah. Do you well, know, I, I, I was once um, partnered up with a mate for the darts competition on a Wednesday night at Strawn <laughs> right. on the west coast of Queenstown, on, 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 you know, west of Queenstown in Tasmania. Yeah. And we were going really well. We were, we were up there in the final. Yes. And I had to hit for us to win double 11. That's yeah. all. We needed 22 to win. Yeah. I could close it out with double 11. I hit 18. Mm. Other side of the board. Yeah. He was not happy. Right. Yeah. 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 I had a very upset Scottish mate. I can't believe you missed that one. I think at... What did you... How did you describe him? Very angry Scottish very mate. Angry, at very angry Scottish mate follows us on Twitter. As, oh, as, of course he does. And listens to our episodes quite regularly. Yeah. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Unplanned Trek. I want to put more A's in it and make it Unplanned Trek. But I don't know if there's enough enough capacity on Twitter for that. Oh, Twitter can handle it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll speak to Jack. 
Okay. He listens, doesn't he? Yeah, he Jack, listens. Jack. Oh, hang on, we're going to speak to Elon now, don't we? He's it's confusing, isn't it? I'm not it? sure if he's actually taken it. Yeah, I'm not sure what Elon Musk is taking, but he's taking something. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> just to rewind a little bit. Yeah. You hit number 697 on the dartboard. I did, yes. I wasn't aiming at it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's hit us with an Enterprise episode. Oh, goody, goody. Zero hour, final episode of season three. Do you know what's interesting about that? Mm. We've already done the first episode of season four. We are, okay. Yeah. Look, season three and four of Enterprise are a joy. Yeah, Absolutely exactly. Joy yeah, and you could see it was really, it was Ron Moore. You could see where he was heading towards Battlestar Galactica. Mm. He's admitted that too. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I, cause, you know what? I mean, I did a rewatch not that long ago, and I actually I just skipped to season mm. three and four. Yeah, and fair it's enough. Great, it's great television. I love Enterprise, and I'm looking forward to this one, and even more so after doing this one. Oh. It is it like it feels like a reward for for struggling through the empath. We get a, it feels like we're going to get a good episode of Enterprise. So I'm quite excited. You guys have a good week. You've got a week. Well, if you're listening to this the day we've posted it, you've got a week to watch um, Zero Hour. Enjoy it. Um, and if you've got any um, any feedback for us at Unplanned Trek, until it's then, just live not long what and prosper. You'd expect that's because it's Unplanned Trek. Unplanned Trek.